more tech travel stories and information. This is Mac Voices. This week's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide is an endpoint solution that uses the most powerful untapped resource in IT, end users. Learn more at collide.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, we started with what I thought was going to be a 10-minute conversation, and it grew into an in-depth discussion of traveling with your tech. This time around, the panel offers up some suggestions and some recommendations as we dig a little bit deeper into the subject. So let's go back and let the panel do the talking. I, I, I mean, have a hunch, or at least I can explain to you the situations where I've seen uh, battery-powered printers being carried around. Tickets. And it's it's been typically like a business-specific function, like you're going to a conference and you need to be able to print something at your booth or in your hotel room, and you don't, and, and you're not in a position where you can go somewhere else to, to uh, you know, borrow printer time, you know, which in many cases is going to be at the booth that you're working at. Um, other than that, at this point, um, usually booths have power, right? But um, um, I, I've seen at trade shows where um, you know when they start unpacking all the the stuff for their booth, there's a printer that's battery powered, and hmm. um, but so you're I, right. I, I mean, you can just plug into uh, into an outlet in most right. Most I mean, cases, and that's what I used to support. We don't offer them anymore. It was a portable printer that you just had to plug in. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, our our claims, uh, our claims uh, guys would would uh, carry those around with them all the time, and then like because it was crazy, they had to print stuff on the fly. And Chuck can relate to that. Uh, back on back a, in the okay, day, yeah, but, that's a good use. Back back in the day, but uh, yeah, they trying to get away from more, but. You know, why now? That's why I don't understand why they would need. He would need it yeah. now. It's kind of strange. It's like the the insurance commercial where the guy tells the guy, "It's like we don't need to print the internet." Yeah, we don't need to print the internet. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I guess Jeff. I guess I can see if you had a contract situation, yeah. um, you know, and somebody didn't want to use something like DocuSign, you know, mm-hmm. but that that too is even fading away quickly now. Uh, I I agree. Yeah, DocuSign. So, no, no, uh, printed contracts. Oh, yeah. Everything's DocuSign these days. Yeah. So I interpreted the question in a slightly different way, which is that uh, there's a you know a lot of small photo printers that are battery operated. And I've seen these uh, in the before COVID times, you know, somebody on a cruise having it. And, uh, you know, I know other people who uh, bring them out to uh, various social and other other events and gatherings. You know, because, you know, it makes you the life of the party. You know, yes, you could easily email somebody the image, but uh, you have to actually have it and, you know, uh, adjust it on your phone and then print it. You know, it makes uh, people uh, rock stars. So uh, that's why I interpreted that. You know, so, yeah, I think that's uh, that, that's fun, you know, fun use, fun social use of, uh, of a photo printer. So, Chuck, when we're at the airport and Chuck has the power to power up all the people next to him. And then we have the portable printer where it, could be, it, it will be like a little office and people can yeah. just hang on the corner of the airport and print out their stuff in charge. Oh, and don't forget, if they're doing that, you also have to have your you know, small, uh, your small, you know, USB powered document scanner, single page document. Oh, scanner. sure. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. 
Well, but you could well you can use your <laughs> iPhone for that now, right? Well, I, oh, that's yes. Yeah, yeah. You would think I could do. Yeah. When my wife hands me papers. She's like, "You got to scan this." I'm like, "I showed you how to do this on your phone ten thousand times." She's like, "No, I don't know." And she's like, "It warned you." Understand? This is why I keep you around, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, warned, warned you get along with your wife. If I said something like that, you know, I'd be in tomorrow's trash. You know. <laughs> 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 But that she tells me what to do, she would love that. She tells me to scan something, I do it. So, so Paul's follow up comments are: if I don't take one, uh, if I don't take one, I need it. Okay, um, I use it more on the road than at the house. It's always something stupid, and I can print a contract for swampland. Um, well, I mean, okay. if you're going to sell some swampland or a bridge, it's good good to have a printer right there before your uh, route backs out. Yeah, Is he isn't he the one last week that says I got some swamp land I could sell you for like half price? I thought that was a joke. Maybe sir. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I yeah. guess he really does sell. Well, he's well, he's, that's he's how half of Florida was sold way back in uh, in the late hundreds, like early nineteen hundreds. <laughs> I thought it was like I'll sell you a bridge. You know the, the well, joke. I'll sell you. well okay. today he could sell you a dam at a discount because one of the generators has failed. So yeah. you know oh, how could you pass that up? And yeah. I've seen that I've seen that dam. I knew exactly where it was by looking at that photo because I've I've, I've been, been there, there too. Yeah, you know, at at least four times, if not five times, over the past uh, decade or twelve years, twenty ten. I don't know, War. I think Paul's buying up the swampland so he can sell it to you at a profit. I think that's you know that's how capitalism works. Sure. Yeah, one there's one born every minute, right? It's a mushy business. Mm. Um, the next story. So anything else before we, we leave this? I mean, I think I think it was a really interesting question. I, You know, there's one other thing that I realized that I used it more. I used it then, but I definitely use it more now because I'm so much more aware. And that is a VPN for everything, mm -hmm. for my phone, for my iPad, for my computer. I mean, if I'm away from home, I unless I'm at my office, I almost, I, I virtually never connect with anything without a VPN. I just don't. So okay. yeah, good. So what VPN do you use? Um, <clears throat> pardon me. I have I have two. I have um, private internet access and ExpressVPN. Okay. Or my two. Anybody have curious. other How recommendations? How do you pick which one to use? Um, sometimes one or the other will have trouble connecting. I don't know why. So, oh. private internet access. You said. Yeah, PIA. Okay. Yeah, I'm using um, Tunnel Bear. Setup, setup came with. If you have setup, you have Clear VPN, which I started using. It's part of setup, and you don't have yeah. to pay the service fee for it. Yeah, I guess it's fine. Yeah, I'm using. So, I've been using yeah. Surfshark. Hmm. Mark. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to ask as sort of a final question. Just uh, as we're going forward, uh, general sense of you know others that you know are we're not back to sort of our pre-COVID travel. Uh, level you know, we're slowly getting back doing more travel i'm just wondering about uh, the other panel members and where they are relative to your travel level now versus say in you know same time in 2019 oh it's nowhere near yeah it, it's nowhere near if, if I, feel like I'm, I feel like i'm slowly edging back up mark um but you know it just i, I mean unfortunately it's not as easy as it was pre-19 so, you know, that's the other thing that the prices are such that yeah. 
you second guess, you know, certain trips. It's like, well, maybe I'll just put that off till next year or I'll wait until I can find a, a better price. So right. there's that. And just the, the whole the whole travel nightmare thing of, you know, all the flights being canceled. Did you see all the luggage in Heathrow? My, uh, mm. yeah. yeah so, is that the thing where oh, it was like Delta loaded up an airplane with just luggage? Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Flew yeah, to Detroit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, that's you why the air tags. That's why you need the air tags. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> although, although if you, if you send my luggage in Heathrow, you're not getting it back for like a year anyway. So it wouldn't really matter it's a mess my wife was just there again and she said it's more to do with uh staffing shortages than anything else uh, over there and that's why they just kept it a baggage right because didn't the airlines fire you know something in the in the tens of thousands of people or almost tens of thousands of people who for whatever reason didn't want to get covid uh you know vaccinations and now they're wondering why they're short staffed and you know they can't run all their flights and people were quitting because they're getting attacked by stupid COVID decliners. Um, and, you know, you saw the videos of those people going crazy and they just started quitting because they're like, screw this. I'm not a babysitter. Uh, you know, I don't want to do it anymore. Well, and they also, the airlines gave some, so many options for early retirement, you know, mm -hmm. thinking they were saving mm -hmm. money. And then travel came back in a big way and they can't accommodate it. So unintended consequences. Yeah. Um, hey, I, I, but I, I, sorry, I, I said we were going to shut this down, but, but one other thing I wanted to bring up, um, cause I know I'm paranoid about it. I was then, and I'm even more so now, um, any, any scrap of paper that has anything, a receipt for, of any kind that I have, a, that I use for a credit card, my hotel keys, anything I shove in my suitcase, I bring home and I feed in the shredder. I do not leave anything anywhere. Um, in, in fact, I've, I've gotten to the point now that I have, you know, a Ziploc bag that, you know, come come back to the hotel room any night. If I have anything, I shove it in there. And then when I get home, it all gets shredded. I'm bad with receipts. I I, I just leave them on the table. I, I thought at this day and age, there's nothing really on a, like a, when you eat at a restaurant, there's nothing really on a receipt that is... Uh, could could cause a problem if somebody saw it. Chuck, I I, I bring all the receipts home like you, um, mm. but I hold on to them for a while, and that that's a throwback to when I worked for uh, uh, Mac Observer and Text Expander, because it was primarily business trips, and I figure if they got audited at any point then they would need as much documentation from me as I could provide about each trip. So I would just keep all that stuff together for each trip and file it away. And um, and then after a few years, figured, all right, this one probably doesn't matter anymore. And then that stuff gets destroyed. Really? I... I scan all this. Yeah. So it's, if it's, if it's business or related something that needs some longevity, you know, I'll scan it and I have a whole bunch of text expander snippets to make it easy to name things in a consistent way. So I can, uh, you know, search and find something, uh, you know, if I need it, uh, other stuff, you know, I'll keep for a couple months and I'll, you know, shred it. Cause I've had, you know, sadly opportunities where, you know, you go to a restaurant and you get billed twice 
And, uh, you know, so <laughs> you just be with the credit card, you have only one charge card, you know, they, or, you know, one charge slip and, you know, they, they seem to resolve it. So um, I'm probably not as paranoid, like you were saying, Jeff, about uh, the information on it, but it's more just for uh, personal expense management. Um, and then ultimately, I guess we all know this, you know, stuff collects in your wallet and, you know, <laughs> you sort it out and then, you know, you know, like you go to a doctor, right? You have a fifteen dollar copay that you know stick in your wallet, and okay, well it's now July. I saw my doctor in February, in January for my physical. You know, scan the thing and uh, and then shred the result because I think the IRS. I don't think they're sticklers that you actually have to have the original. Uh, you just need to have proof it was paid. You know, I think that's unlike you know contractual matters where you know, original signatures, etc., uh, you know, are far more important to have. Yeah. Brittany? I consider myself a failure if I still have it when I leave the store. Yeah. Wow. There's it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm with, I'm I do not too. want them. No, I throw them right away. And do if you, I could get if it. they are sticklers for having it, I'm screwed because I'm never going to keep track of that crap anyway. But do you scan it or something so that if you have uh if you need I to make a return? Probably you have should to have for it. my business purchases. I buy everything on a credit card. I use cash for nothing. There is a record. I don't know why I need to keep it. One one thing real fast though, if you use Apple Wallet and some credit cards, it it's there, right? So every time you pay for something, yeah. I get an alert, uh, mm -hmm. a notification from Amex sure. saying, and then you go into the Wallet app or even the Amex app, and you can look right then and there what they charged you, and you don't need that receipt. But Brittany, have you ever had issues where with needing to return something and they wouldn't because you didn't have the receipt? If I bought something in person and I think it's a high likelihood to return it, then I suppose I might keep it for that amount of time. But um, if I kept anything else, I would never know which one was the one that I might need to return. But mostly, if it's under $100, I'm not going to return it anyway. Most stores now keep copy. Like Best Buy, they know. Like if you give them right. your phone they can, number. They'll, and they can look it up, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean... See, uh, you know, Kohl's is the same way. All these. I mean, I won't return things you have to drive to. Yeah, let, let me be clear. Amazon will return. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Amazon. But, but but Warren, they Best Buy knows you. I mean, you walk in and they say, "Hello, Mr. Scar. Can we help you?" <laughs> <laughs> I walk in. Could we has a valet spot. Yeah. Yeah. Certificates. They they do yeah. this to me. Yeah, it's like, would you no. like another M2 today, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Score? You know, hey, hey, everybody waiting for an M2 MacBook Air? That's why I came right through two days. <laughs> so, Brittany, you may find this entertaining or concerning. When I travel, um, at I of course I know I have a trip coming up. I pull out a folder from my box of folders, write the mm -hmm. name of the trip on the front of the folder, and then every piece of documentation that goes along with that trip. I have stayed digitally in OneNote, but then I also print it and it all goes into my into my travel book for, for the event. So I have a uh, uh, printed backup of absolutely everything with me when I travel, which has actually saved my ass a couple of times. And, uh, and then when I get back to the hotel room, in the evening, I pull all the receipts out of my wallet, stick them into the little flap in uh, in the folder, and they're there. And then that's it. You have a system. Yeah. So where where are you between the, the the Jeff and Brittany scale? I guess is where we're going, and and in, in keeping and saving receipts. 
So, Jeff, what sort of problems have you solved? I, I, I'm way past Jeff. <laughs> okay, so the problems that I've solved, it's, uh, typically it's related to, to reservations. Like I've shown up at hotels and yeah. they're like, we can't find any record of you. And then I pull up in the page and I'm like, here you go. And they say, oh, we'll just scan the barcode. And then everything yeah. shows up or I've done a, a car rental. Hypothetically, and, that would be in your email on your phone too, right? Hypothetically, it's been so long since I had. But a it all depends on coverage, and you know if you have it currently on your phone, or if you made the email reservation four months ago and it's not current. So, uh, do you I, know what I discovered? This isn't directly related. You know your insurance card. Doctors ask you for it every time you come in. They never need it because if you have it only on your phone, you're like, no, I don't have the card anymore. I only have it on my phone. They're like, oh, never mind. It's like. So you didn't need it at all. This is what I've discovered. Anyway. Uh, uh-huh. that's, yep. That's a good, that's yep. a great point, Brittany. To that be fair, they check point. it to make sure it hasn't changed, but yeah, but yeah, but they can look that up. They don't need to yeah. see your card to do that. No, they can look up whether you change insurance or not. That's, I mean, they assume that you don't. So they'll process your current insurance. And if you switch, then they got to chase you. So Jim, the you physical said card wouldn't me. tell them anything different. Right. Oh, the phone? No, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, I just bring them home and keep them forever. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide is an endpoint security solution that uses the most powerful untapped resource in IT, end users. Old school device management tools like MDMs force disruptive agents onto employee devices that slow performance and treat privacy as an afterthought. Collide does things differently, though. Instead of forcing changes on users, Collide notifies your team via Slack when their devices are insecure and gives them step-by-step instructions on how to solve the problem. For IT admins, Collide provides a single dashboard that lets you monitor the security of your entire fleet, whether they're running on Mac, Windows, or Linux. That visibility makes it easy to prove compliance to your auditors, customers, and leadership. And by reaching out to employees via a friendly Slack message, Collide can help you build a culture in which everyone contributes to security. You can meet your compliance goals today by putting users first. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to find out how. That's collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash macvoices. Thanks to Collide for supporting this week's Mac Voices. And you there you go. Love, you put them Problem solved. <laughs> you frame them. No, How do you <laughs> find them? Who said anything about finding them? Right. I always have it my wallet. <laughs> that was that was my my policy, and then I realized these have all faded. I don't know what any of them are. Um, they're now completely useless. I don't know what ones had a purpose or what ones didn't, and so I decided I just don't. I went to the other extreme. And we could do a show. I mean, I literally bought a, a scan snap just for the receipts. I went through my pile. And took me about a month, and I went through all my receipts, and I, I shredded what was left. You know, uh, Jeff, back at you, I'm not understanding your thing about hotel reservations and, and rental cars because, yeah, how how is that not in your email? Um, I mean, wh- wh- where did you get the thing that you're handing them? You, you don't you didn't physically go into the hotel in the first place and get something printed out. Um, no, I printed it at home as soon as I have my reservation, and it goes right in the folder. And then that way, okay, so so here's the thing. A lot of times I'll have a reservation for a hotel a few months in advance. Sure. 
and and, 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 and I have a folder on in my, my email iPhone, where I can find that. Yes, and on my iPhone, I I have intentionally done the thing where if an email is more than a couple months old, it doesn't show up on the phone anymore. And I don't want to pull up my laptop. And uh, and so it's just right there. And I found in many cases, it's much faster for me to pull out the folder, show them the page than it is to pull up my phone and go looking for that email. Now, I use Gmail. So my original welcome to Gmail from, okay, so, from 2004 so now, is, is, is still there. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm not using Gmail. So I, <laughs> I've, I've limited myself in that, that respect. However, because I've also put everything in OneNote, there's absolutely no reason why I couldn't open OneNote on my phone and pull up that document and say, here you go. On, on the other hand, I found that it's incredibly effective when I just lay out a printed piece of paper in front, in front of someone. They seem less intimidated than when I'm holding a slab of glass and metal saying, well, here's the thing. You know, they they see a printout and they're like, me. oh, yeah. No, the I only reason I would have mm -hmm. done it would be to intimidate them out of arguing with me. Oh, no, look, I have all of the papers. Here they yeah. are. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I've got the papers. And like, but okay. if the iPad intimidates them more, I would far prefer to do that. And the barcodes are funny, like, at you know, sporting events and concerts, because it, it's on a phone. It's hit or miss. Right. You know, the, can you hold the phone? You, you, we've all been there. Can you hold the phone this way? The light shining uh, backups, you know, so and, print a copy. A lot of people will bring a printed copy of the code with them. Yeah. Or not, and I and I've been to many events where they expect you to bring something that's printed. Mm. So all of that stuff gets printed and thrown in the in the folder too. Yeah, yeah. I've I've I always use a printed boarding pass because inevitably, you know, the 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 scanner doesn't work or something, and you know, there's it's always the person that's two people in front of me that mm. their phone doesn't work, and so they're you know they're they're having to pinch and zoom to try to get it to work, and it's like no, I just I take the boarding pass, but then I take that boarding pass and I bring it home and shred it. For the, nope. and the and I also take the you know the luggage tag on the on the outbound trip, take the luggage tag off, stick it in that that uh, bag, and bring it home and shred it. You should bring the shredder with Why? you. Why travel? You would. You, Why? You would just. Why would you shred a, a luggage tag? Let's not. Let's. But because 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 uh, um, yeah. Jim, how how else are, that that luggage tag probably contains information on me because how else are they going to know? where to deliver my bag if it gets lost. I don't think that is on the luggage tag. It's a code. It, it's a scan code. It's a, it, yeah, it's a code that might be maybe with that code and access and to maybe. the airline database, you can get that information. Yeah. But I don't um, think that information is in the tag itself. I, and if I, somebody can get into the airline database, you know, shred away. It's not going to, you know, you're already screwed. Yeah, but it just at the end of the day, it's one more vector that, you know, it, it doesn't cost me anything to throw that in that bag and shred it. But, you know, I've got I've got a little bit of just a, just that much more security that at least I feel like I have. Yeah, all the derogatory comments I've made out of uh, here on President Putin, Chuck is certainly on the FSB, you know, enemies list, you know, so. <laughs> 
<laughs> he changes. So it's up. your fault. He has to shred all of this stuff. Yeah, this is well, all on. Again, Mark. I don't. I don't think shredding uh, luggage tags is luggage uh, things is going to. Chuck uh, shaved uh, off his with his fingerprints. His yeah, that's like I know. I know somebody that compound. like shreds their junk mail because it has their address on it, and I'm like. Your address isn't a secret. Yeah, your address <laughs> isn't a secret. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hey, yeah. Chuck, the fact that you're shredding the luggage tags, uh, uh, tracking tags that I'm just throwing in the trash can in the hotel room, I'm still emotionally supporting you and taking those home and shredding them because I'm the guy that makes a folder for every single trip and prints out every <laughs> single document related to that trip. So take those home and shred them and uh, and. If you want to call me afterwards and say, Jeff, I just shredded these, I will tell you that I'm proud of you. I, yeah, I think you're you. actually creating more of a risk by it, it, printing all this stuff out that it could get out. We had actually a, a whole uh, issue at work where people were um, printing from home. So the whole topic was VPN employees, can they print to a home printer, company nope. information to a home printer? Not Wi-Fi. And, um, not on Wi-Fi, but actually you can because you could tunnel through now on the new ones. But we'll, we'll talk talk about that later. But anyways, the um the consensus was you know you shouldn't be printing anything company related to a printer because you know it's instinctively less secure than putting on a computer or a phone. So I think by printing all this stuff out, you know, you say you can shred it, but things get dropped, things get lost. You know, it, I mean, it happens. So you're actually creating more of a trace of you by printing this on. Oh, I, I'm very well aware of that. And uh, and and just to to make you cringe even more, you can't see it from here, but uh, directly behind me, I have this little uh, shelf thing, and it has the folders from I think like the last ten trips that I've taken, still sitting there with everything in them. Including all the receipts. I think Bob right out there where anyone that comes into into my place could find them. Yeah, you know, this is a really interesting discussion because it it speaks to all of our personal evaluations of security and privacy versus you know convenience. I mean, because I'm I'm with Jeff. I print out a lot of things for um, for any trip I take, but I also have them on my phone because I just like. Like Mark said, you know, sometimes you get to the hotel and they don't, you don't have internet access or you have problems, you know, gaining access to things. And it's like, yeah, if I can just open my backpack and pull it out, um, you know, that that works. So um, everybody has to do what they're most secure with. Um, I do want to share. Um, Underlining that, I mean, that yeah. that's that, that I had actually had that experience checking into a hotel in uh, in Manhattan on 34th Street a couple of years ago. And they for whatever reason they couldn't find it and i couldn't bring it up on my phone but i did have a printout so i had to go digging through you know pocket in uh in uh you know in, in my computer bag somewhere to find it ultimately found it and you know that's what uh oh mr fuccio we're sorry you know he, of course <laughs> of course we have your registration here this this is the number and they with that they found it so um I do it probably more as a matter of convenience and backup, because uh, we all know the value of backup, you know, to protect our stuff, you know, than it is so much for I'm worried about you know security or identity theft or things. But um, you know, I think in that regard, you know, I've I'm glad that Apple Pay is accepted in so many more places because 
that makes me you know, a lot uh, more comfortable. You always used to give me the heebie-jeebies, as I say. You have to give <laughs> your credit card to somebody at a restaurant. You know, you're obviously a tourist. You're obviously there, you know, one time only. You know, you may as well put a target on your uh, front chest and uh, back saying, you know, rip me off. You know, so, uh, um, you, you know, everyone has, building on Chuck's point, everyone has different uh risk assessments, but uh, you can't say anyone's wrong for doing this. You know, you can only question, you know, why are you, why are you worried about that risk instead of in mitigating it this other way? But as an Apple community, Apple is very big on having everything not printed. They, that's why we have, that's why we're getting uh, Apple pay. That's why we're going to be using uh, our phone to get into cars and houses and hotel rooms. And that's why we're kind of, you know, receipts are going to be Apple would love you guys not to print anything anymore and to have everything securely on their device. Yeah. So in California, they have uh, ability that uh, uh, you can download, you know, to your wallet, you can download uh, a card, you know, that certifies your uh, COVID vaccinations. And yeah, that's everything. Should, yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm, and I think we're in the transition now between the, you know, paper society and what Apple's vision is. And I wish, I wish our state would, you know, with a hundred billion dollars surplus, you know, that they would get off their lazy asses up in Sacramento and allow us to have digital driver's licenses. I think yeah. it's shameful. They're not the leader in the country in making that happen. Same here. But, Same. but I, I, I agree with Warren. I think it is in a trip. We are in a transition state. There's no question. I mean, right. Hey, we're in a transition state between a cash society and a cashless society. So, you know, but it, is we're not there yet. And we're not there to the point that we can rely on all our devices all the time. And that's not even a, a necessary a condemnation of an Apple device or an Android device or anybody else's device. Sometimes it's just the accessibility of Wi-Fi or cellular connectivity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you do, do what's appropriate. I do want to share Brian in, or yeah, Brian in the chat room put this in um, as to why he keeps receipts and never uses a credit card at a gas station. He was charged once $100 for about $20 of fuel in March in 2020. He said yes to the receipt, but it was out of paper. He disputed the charge, but was the, the dispute was denied because he didn't have the credit card receipt. So now, you know, that there's... Sucks. Yeah, there, there's a guy who got burned once for about 80 bucks and, you know, said no, never again. He'd rather pay cash. I, I'm... To sort of what Jeff was saying about me, I, su- I support you, Brian. You know, if if that happened to me, I think I'd be a whole lot has more hesitant about it than I am. So, credit card companies are pretty good, though. I mean, I've we've everybody's had this happen. I mean, not just them, I would skim right. and things like that. So, I mean, but I, I mean, I don't think I've ever had been responsible uh, for any charge like that that I, I didn't do. I mean, I never any, have. Any legitimate credit card is going to give you protection on fraud, and that's what they do. And you know they make enough money, and that's their job. There's, there's some of the gas stations around here take Apple Pay now. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. You live here. in the future. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that. It's only about ten for maybe five or ten percent so far. Remember Speed Pass? That's gone. I've oh, never used I have it, but that was that was mobile Nexon's uh, uh, Apple Pay solution before Apple Pay, and uh, they give you a little dongle to put on your car. Yep, I had it. Yeah. So yep. I mean, 
So I have a story about that for After Dark, you know, you know, a project we did for a semiconductor company that provided the chips in that. And it's probably not appropriate here, but uh, once we get After Dark and we're, you know, can talk and we're not recorded, uh, off, we, off we can go. Okay. Um, this, listen, this went on a lot longer than I thought, um, but I do <laughs> want to get to at least one other story if I can. But thank you. Uh, I, I think this was useful. Um, I've, hopefully we've... We've helped some people see some things, think about things, and maybe contemplate a few things they hadn't thought. Um, I'm throwing a link into the chat rooms now. This Mac Voices Live panel finally wrapped up their discussion of travel and tech, and then moved on to the next topic we wanted to cover, and that is the class action uh, lawsuit settlement against Apple for the butterfly keyboard. The group talks about how it happened and why it probably won't happen again. That's next time on Mac Voices, and I hope you'll join us. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page, and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices, or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.